0: Welcome to A Magical World with me, Sterling Moon. I'm a diviner, a medium, a folk magician, an author, and an educator on the mystical and strange with a background in advocacy and activism. Join me as I highlight inspiring people who are making this world a more magical place to be. I'm so glad you're here. And if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the podcast through my Patreon, The Curiosity Coven. You can find out more at patreon.com backslash Moon. Now, let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. I sure hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are enjoying the beginning of September. In Colorado, at least, it's finally cooled off. It is at least for this week, it is not disrespectful outside. There has been, I've been able to wear a sweater and my Doc Martens at different points. I made soup at one point and it was not like miserable weather for making soup, which I've been sometimes known to do that. It's like 90 degrees out, but I'm like, it's fall, damn it. And so I want some soup. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I love this time of year as you probably could tell, because I've been yammering on about fall and spooky season since about July, which I am very sorry to those of you who survived that and still stuck with me. I know that that can really irk some some people. So thank you for, for sticking it out with me if you are still here. But yeah, I am so excited about this interview that I've got coming up. I will say that just a content warning. There is some mention, not anything particularly detailed, but there is some mention of abuse, intimate partner violence, and victimization. The person that I'm interviewing today, Brittany Lee, she is incredible and she's very open about her experience of being, uh, being a victim and being a survivor and the ways that that's shaped her you know, just kind of how that is part of the makeup of who she is. She's a real one. I think y'all are really going to enjoy this conversation. So before we get to that, so once again, just just take care. And if maybe that's not something that you're feeling like listening to, maybe skip this episode and come back to it when when maybe you're feeling 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 ready. It's a good conversation. We don't stay in that space very long, but it does come up. So I wanted to make sure y'all knew. So just a few updates for right now. I'm just having a good old time. You know, right now I'm I'm really deep in the weeds of teaching my modern medium students and we're having so much fun. And I, you know, I start talking about spooky season in July, mainly because that's like, you know, for because I'm this is my job I have to start talking about that stuff early and often so people know about it and they know how to how to join in and so now that we're actually in the fall into like the real spooky season it's so fun cuz I just get to lean into the doing I get to be with my students I am oh my goodness my travel and event schedule in October is a little wild. So I will say if you are someone who has been thinking about sitting with me, booking with me in October, I just opened my books through the end of 2023. It has been years since I have like opened my books 3 months at a time, but it's because I am so dang busy in between now and the end of the year that I figured, well, might as well give people the opportunity to book because particularly October, I think I only have Four client days on the book. So if like sitting me with me in October, sitting with me in spooky season is important to you, you might want to book an appointment sooner than later. However, I do also have some seasonal stuff that I'm going to be launching throughout the the, the coming the, the coming month. And so I have some really fun um tarot readings that have a seasonal theme that will be available for booking at the end of September. So if you want just a tarot reading or to sit with me in mediumship, uh, you might want to make your appointment sooner than later. But if you want to like sit and wait to see what seasonal stuff I'm cooking up, please feel free and wait till the end of the month and... Oh, Nellie, I'm I'm just going to try to focus on the joy of fall, but I will just to drop a little teaser. Y'all aren't ready for what I'm cooking up come the real spooky season, which is around Christmas. So there's some good stuff coming. And just a little, a one last little teaser, get ready for some spooky ghost stories in the next episode. I'm go- I've am i got a good one. I've got a good one cooked up for you. Just me sharing some some stories that I haven't shared in years. But anyway, the last little thing, little update is you may have noticed that if you've been listening for a while, you may have noticed that the intro to this podcast is a little bit different. And there is mention of something called the Curiosity Coven. So I love doing this podcast. It is a labor of love. It's an opportunity for me to sit down with my friends and people who are, you know, becoming friends and give them an opportunity to just like just to shine a light on them, let them talk about what they do and and the cool stuff that. Yeah, the cool stuff they offer, the cool people that they are, gives me an opportunity to share with y'all what I'm working on. And at the same time, it is also a bit of a commitment, maybe a little more so than I realized at first. You may not know that from start to finish, from scheduling, to interviewing, to making the graphics for social media, to updating the show notes, which I hope people actually look at because there's some good shit in there, to editing the episodes, to getting it out there all the things that takes at least like four hours per episode, sometimes even more, depending on if there's like a lot of editing that has to happen after the fact. And so again, it is a labor of love, but I have had enough people over the years ask me to consider doing a Patreon, which I've resisted for a long time because there's so many good ones out there. And I just kept thinking, what what do I have to to offer? And the more that I thought about about it, the more I realized one it actually sounded pretty fun. And, you know, and also too, there's a way to give a tier that just for those of you who enjoy the podcast that listen regularly, you know, the the lowest tier is $3 a month. So if you'd like to make the equivalent of getting me a cup of gas station coffee per month, be just to show appreciation for the show, I would sure appreciate it. So there is the supporter tier. You'll get a quarterly, like a quarterly lesson or blog post, a little, a little lesson or something that I'm writing, because I do your girl does like to write. And it's just a way really for people to support the podcast. However, if you join the nine dollar tier, which is the coven cutie tier, that's where I am having a of fun. I have been doing monthly um monthly collective tarot readings. I'm starting to teach little video lessons on different aspects of like folk magic in particular. And there's I think there's two two lessons that are already up. and let's see. Is there one less? I don't, There, there's some stuff up there. I literally just started this thing less than a month ago, but it's real fun. I was delighted to see that people were even joining and I'd love to see you in there. If you want to join with me, learn with me, hang out with me, it'd be super fun. So that's enough of me and my stuff. So let's get, go ahead and get to the wonderful conversation with the wonderful Brittany Lee. I hope you enjoy it. Well, I am delighted to be sitting here with someone who really is just, this is the first time that I've gotten to interview someone who has only up to this point, been an internet friend. And so I'm sitting (laughs) here with Brittany Lee and that's the name that you work under, right? Is Brittany Lee? It is. Awesome. So Brittany, I had the pleasure of meeting Brittany through um, a I got in contact with one of her very good friends who you will be uh, getting to hear from in a, a few weeks or a month or something like that. And I met you after I had my Instagram debacle where my slate got totally wiped clean. I lost my seven-year-old Instagram, like business account. And it's been such a gift because I've just met some of the neatest people. And you've been, you were like one of the first people that I think I got connected with. And I'm like, this person is awesome. So- (laughs) Britney, I mean, and I feel like we're this is the first time that we've ever talked, other than just like DMing on Instagram. I love your social media presence. You are always like such a sassy babe, particularly on threads. <laughs> like I I love, I live oh, for your threads. threads. You are so salty oh and I just love goodness. it. And so Brittany is a tarot reader. She is a medium. She's a model and an actor. She's been a Playboy model. She has just done it all and i'm so excited for this conversation that is the you know the the cliff notes of what i know just from being your internet friend what else do you want folks to know about you who are you for people <laughs> who are meeting you for the first time through this podcast
1: well thank you so much for having me it is an honor i am just in awe of you and i love your social media presence as well and thank i really you. do feel it takes a real one to know a real one so <laughs> i Really appreciate you. And you know what you're also feeling when you see me on threads or social media, that's Sass. I mean, I'm a quadruple Gemini placement. Yes. So <laughs> I have my son in Gemini, my Mercury is in Gemini, my Mars and my Chiron. So, and I'm, you know, got triple Scorpio placements on top of that. So yes. yeah, that's what people feel. It's a love-hate thing um with Gemini energy, but what else can you know about me? Well, I'm a victim that has outed a celebrity abuser in the past few years. That can be Googled easily. Mm. So I've been in victim spaces um, advocating and helping other women the best way that I can. And that's an aspect of me. I'm also indigenous. And I am a part of the, I'm enrolled in the Beaver Creek tribe, which is based out of South Carolina. And we are directly tied to the direct bloodline of the the tribe itself. And I have been related to most of the chiefs of the tribe. And the current chief is my grandmother's cousin. So we call him uncle cousin. (laughs) And so, yeah, I literally come from chiefs and uh, I have done some advocacy work, you know, sometimes I have this interesting energy around being called an activist. Um, But yeah, I've been called an activist. And I have done some work. And so yeah, that's other aspects of me that I find to be very
0: important.
1: And yeah, I can't think of anything else. You kind of hit all the Other things on the head, and also like labels. What are they? You Uh, know, labels.
0: (laughs) You know, I interviewed one of my mentors a few months ago, and I was like asking him to. He's the one that I studied, like the Scandinavian folk magic tradition that has a very broad umbrella term of trolldom. And I was asking him just 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 define trolldom, and he's like, "Well, labels will really bite you in the ass." I'm like, "Okay." So, (laughs) and (laughs) he's and he is right. Well, thank you for, you know, sharing those other aspects of yourself because I, I, you've kind of, I've, I've seen you, well, I mean, definitely your pride in being an indigenous woman is so awesome to see in your social media, because sometimes you will just, and this is where I love that Gemini Scorpio combination. You will just like thwap people over the head with like your words <laughs> when, when someone does or says something stupid. I seem to remember, cause I think I was following you around, there was, a um, um, is it a day or a month that recognizes um, missing and murdered indigenous women? Is it? A, is it? It should be like, I mean, it should be all the time. But yeah, I just remember you were mm-hmm. you had some things to say. And I was like, God, I love this woman. But...
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's, you know, and I tell people it's like, I, I never woke up one day and was like, this is what I want to do or aspire to be uh, a voice like that as a child. It's like I yeah. kind of felt like I was Forced into these spaces. I mean, who wants to be a victim? Who wants yep. to be constantly told who they are all the time? You know, yeah. The indoctrination around the education of, of, of indigenous people. It's just absurd, because it's like 40% of people in America don't even believe that we exist anymore, which is kind of wild. And then you get these comments online where people are like, well, we conquered you get over it, you know, and they, they treat it as if it's like a football game when they're talking about genocide. And uh, yeah, that shit gets under my skin, and it always will. I don't know oh. if we can cuss on here, and I'm so sorry if that's disrespectful. Uh, I,
0: I've already said fuck like fifty oh, thousand times since even before know we. It. <laughs> so you you just you I, before that we is. hit record, I think I hit a record, a personal record. So you just take it away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I never know. People are just, everyone's different, and so yeah, I was just like enough is enough. And I get it a lot online. And the reality is, is I know that a lot of people wouldn't say that to my face in real life. And it's really funny too, when people meet me from the internet, if they come to one of my events, or, you know, if I'm, if I get a coffee with somebody that I trust or whatever, they don't expect me to be so tall. They always comment on my height, because I'm over six feet tall in my boots. I mean, flat, I'm five, eight and some change. So um, I come from a family of tall people, you know, like six, eight. So like, they don't expect that. So I'm like, yeah, I bet you couldn't even meet my eyeline in real life and say that shit to my face because people don't say it to my face. In fact, I've had people also meet me from the Internet and they're like, oh, my God, you you are indigenous. And I'm like, "What the fuck, it's it's in my Instagram. I, what, what, what face are you looking at? What face? And I don't ever. um you know, and it's an Indigenous person's right. You know, they don't have to say that they're mixed race, but my mother is Scottish, and yeah. I'm very proud of that lineage as well. So I've never been one of those people that don't talk about my mom being white, being Scottish. And, yeah. you know, I am a mixed race person. So, yeah, you know, being mixed race in America is really, really, really hard. <laughs> and yeah. I don't care what anybody says, I'm in multiple mixed race support groups to be able to navigate that space because it's, You know, it's so hard, but I really do appreciate people that see me for who I am. And, you know, you either love me or hate me for the exact thing you said. You know, it's like, I see you like clap back. I see that sass and that assertion of the throat chakra. I am the queen of swords. And that's my favorite card. One of them, you know, that's the one I identify with the most. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm very assertive. I'm not aggressive. I'm also kind I'm not nice. I'm kind. And I have boundaries. And you know, I giggle and play because I feel a lot of times people forget Gemini energy is a lover's card in tarot. And we are very Mm -hmm. happy and playful and inner child. And I have a childlike sense of wonder. So yeah, but when people disrespect me, when they're racist towards me, you best believe I will clap back. And people don't think people can be racist towards me because When I'm not in the sun, I'm pale like my mother, but I can lay out in the sun just one time and get dark like my father. And it's not about, you know, that per se. It's just, you can have people treat you like garbage. The way people look at indigenous people, they think we're drug addicts, alcoholics, thieves. Um, I've been accused of all these things, by the way. Dirty, poor, all the things. And um, so, yeah, I do get really upset by that because my ancestors died so i can do this and don't even get me started unless you want me to on in you know the spiritual spaces especially here in mm-hmm. los angeles how everything is so appropriated from my people yeah. New age spirituality is just repackaged indigenous spirituality, and I can't you know, stand when people try to teach it to me. I'm like, please,
0: let me let's <laughs> let's sit down. I'm gonna like, Mama's gonna take you to school for a second. Well, and you know, you never know, like when you see the clap back. There's always that moment of like, I wonder what someone said. That is. Because you've got a large Instagram following, like I can't even. Im- I've got this little teeny tiny group that is just lovely and delightful, and I still sometimes have the the shit that will pop into the DMs. I can't even imagine what you have going on, and then you add like layer on the racism on top of that. That's a that's a tall that's a tall order. Well, what would you want? And I think one of the things that I just well one one of the many things I love about a Gemini, <laughs> particularly <laughs> a strong Gemini woman is there is that like that, the sharp tongue, the good with words. And also, I don't think I've ever met a Gemini that also doesn't have like a big, like gooey, like center. Like there's always that, you know, that (laughs) it's it's one of the things that I've had to hang out with a lot of Geminis to realize like, oh, it's all pokey sometimes on the outside, pokey and super wicked smart. But then also there's kind of, um, as one of my favorite Gemini's likes to say, a jammy yolk center. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about how you came to, because we were talking before we started recording about how you are from down in, was it Florida and Alabama? Oh,
1: I called it Florabama. I'm from Floribama. Pensacola, yeah, Pensacola, Florida, which is on the tip of the panhandle. Of Florida, and so the way that I, if people are not familiar, how that state is so long. Like, for a drive from Pensacola to Miami is twelve hours. So, oh it's closer to New Orleans. So, New Orleans is about two and a half, three hours uh-huh. away in a drive. Um, but yeah, you go through multiple states too. You go through Alabama, Mississippi. You know, from the drive from the Panhandle of Florida to. Um, New Orleans. So yeah, oh, I'm a swamp witch. <laughs> I love that. So, Bible how do,
0: belt. <laughs> so how does like swamp witch from the Bible belt end up in LA and like, what, what brought you there?
1: Well, I was modeling in, you know, Pensacola doing local things when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. And then I got scouted by a major agency when I was 14 to move to New York. And my family was like, no, my daughter's not doing that. But also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I started as I got older, you know, and well, older being in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I started modeling and being, you know, I went to Atlanta, I went to New York, I went to Miami, and then I came out to LA. And that's what initially brought me out. And in two weeks in LA doing modeling gigs and doing background for music videos, I got more money than I did in like two months at my job as a makeup yeah. artist. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then I met a rock star. Um, and he became my boyfriend. And then he ended up moving me here, which that's in the press. And I, I can say it here because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But he was in Marilyn Manson. And, and oh, he okay. was also in Nine Inch Nails. So yeah, I was one of those victims that was plucked from like a small hometown and, Got you it. know, brought here. But yeah, that's how I ended up here. And I'm still here 12 years later. And yesterday was my 12th anniversary of moving here. Congratulations
0: for that. And, you know, and thank you so much for being willing to, to share that, you know, folks who've been listening to this podcast for a while know that I have like a, you know, this is, we, we, we honor all the, the, the aspects of, of life and some things, aspects of life are really hard. I was a, an advocate for, for, 20 years, I have experience with violence myself. And I didn't actually know that you, I, I think you had mentioned in passing once that you had like a, you were part of like a really high profile interpersonal, you know, violence type case. And I just, you know, I'm never going to press with something like that. And just thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that, that shit's hard. And, That's, and especially you. if you have like lots of eyes that, you know, of people who don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> on your on thank your you. on your business. So thank you for sharing uh, that,
1: of course. And thank you for giving me a platform to do such. Oh
0: gosh, of course. So you end up moving out here because you're, you know you're you're working, you're you're modeling, you're acting, you're doing all of this stuff. and, Where I know I've listened to some because I wanted to get to know you and like kind of hear a little bit of like your inner, you know, just know a little bit about you before you came on. And so I know I've heard you talk about how you started having experiences with seeing spirits and being, you know, kind of knowing that you were connected with that since you were very young. Was that when was it that you decided I'm going to get in the driver's seat to the best of our ability. I mean, we never are totally in the driver's seat. But when did you start actually like purposefully using your gifts as gifts?
1: Well, yeah, I did start in childhood. And, you know, honestly, if you would have told me as a kid, this would have been my profession. i be like, no way. You know, (laughs) although like my mom was always going to mediums and seeing tarot readers. And, you know, I my first memories of life are with spirits. And I I mean, it's just, it's always been a part of me and I never had parents that were like, that's not what you're seeing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was raised by an indigenous man, his grandmother and mother helped raise me. So indigenous elders, um, this is my adoptive father. They're from the Muskogee Creek tribe. Mm-hmm. They're also native. Yeah. My, my mom was married to two native men. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah. And so they never like suppressed that at all. They were just like, yeah, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing spirits. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, my adoptive father, who I do call dad, he was like, Let me, well, I'll take you camping and I'll show you UFOs, you know, because there was yes. a lot of UFOs sightings in my hometown. They even did um, an X-Files episode on my hometown, um, the original X-Files in the nineties. And so, yeah. So like, I just always kind of grew up in an environment like that. My mom would, you know, get trusted readers to read her on the phone. That's why I love doing phone reading. because it reminds me of having like those rotary phones on the wall that would ring. and It would be mama yeah. psychic, you know, calling. And, um, but yeah, so I always felt though, in the professions that I've had, because I was a makeup artist for Chanel, you know, before I moved to LA. And Ooh. I always just kind of found myself in professions that were helpful in healing, if that makes any sense. Then I moved Mm -hmm. into modeling, which is, you know, an act of healing and of itself. And then acting, which was the one thing that my acting coach had always stayed with me was you heal yourself as you heal others. So it was always this healing aspect to these jobs Mm -hmm. that I just always wanted people to feel good and feel empowered and be the best versions of themselves and to be happy. And yeah, so seven years ago, well, it'll be seven years at the beginning of next year. I had enough friends, you know, and family because people would come over and I'd read their cards. It was always going on in my house. Like you always saw me with my tarot cards or divination. And when I was young and dumb, it was my Ouija board. And I'm not here to poo-poo on anybody that uses them. Now <laughs> I just don't use them anymore. I was just a little bit it younger. just may
0: have caused. There may have been things. There yeah. were issues. <laughs> so when did you start reading tarot? I, you know, that's one thing that I don't know. When did you? When did you pick up your first deck? When I
1: was a
0: teenager, it's
1: hazy, it's anywhere between 14 and 16. I got my Mm -hmm. first reading in Jackson Square in New Orleans. And then I've got a tarot deck after that. So, you know, and I always read from a book up until, you know, I would say maybe 2015, because I didn't feel confident enough to not have an instruction Mm -hmm. book with me. Um, But you know, and then again, enough People were like, "Why don't you do this?" I'd be on, you know, at auditions, or I would be in between filming, and I'd be giving people tarot readings, or they'd come over. And when I my ex boyfriend, we lived together, and he's like, "God, there people are always coming over, but you never charge." Of course, a Capricorn's like, "Why don't you ever like charge people?" Of course, a Capricorn is going to
0: say that. (laughs) Which you know, there's, you know, that that, of course,
1: (laughs) of course, and you know, and he, he was like, "Start a business, and I'll build your website." and I had a you know a former friend help with the website, and they took pictures, and um, so yeah. And I I just gave out complimentary readings. I did mm-hmm. like close to four hundred because I had a Facebook group that I was just like, hey, does anybody want complimentary readings while well, I just get you know my footing? And not to mention, I had taken a couple courses, but I didn't mm-hmm. get a proper mentorship until after I got into it. Then I could afford it, you know, so I did like (laughs) 300 to 400 complimentary and I kept getting positive feedback and I would even take some of the negative feedback and yeah, so that's basically how I start and I started out really, you know, $20 readings and then I would go around LA and rent out booths and set up my little booth that, you know. Farmers (laughs) Farmers markets, <laughs> and I um, love that. Yeah, and I mean, that is how got started.
0: That is solid. I mean, I, I, you probably get the same question too from people that are just asking, like, how do you even start as a professional reader? And I sometimes feel like there's a little disappointment when I tell people, like, you start reading for people frequently. And yep. I love that for so for anybody who's listening to this, who is a brand spanking new tarot reader, or you've been reading for a while, but you're you're ready, you're maybe brand spanking new to being like doing this for work, or, or maybe Maybe thinking about starting your own tarot business, you gotta you gotta get the practice because I feel I don't know how you feel about this, but there's that knowing the cards and knowing how to read the cards, but then there's knowing how to, how to be there for people, and I feel like that is those two things are not always you not every there's a lot of people who are really good at reading tarot but maybe don't have that ability to help people to really see and hear the messages that are coming through in a way that is going to to you know hit them there's that active listening and that being there for folks and I don't I don't know if that's something that you you experience but I sometimes feel like there's like that that's the next level of getting good at being a professional reader at least
1: Absolutely. And that's why I gave like, you know, the rundown of some of the the careers and jobs that I've had because oh. I've been working well, since I was 13, I started my own babysitting business. And then mm-hmm. at the age of 14, one of the people that I babysat for owned a Chick-fil-A and they hired me at 14 to start working. So I have been working since I was 13 years old with the general public. Mm-hmm. And I am very personable. Gemini's are, you know, and mm-hmm. And not to say this, and I want to also say, like, I didn't just wake up one day and I was like, I want to be a tarot reader. I'm suddenly spiritual. I was already spiritual <laughs> and on a spiritual journey, you know, like I was going to classes here for meditation and tarot classes and witchcraft classes. I mean, I live in Los Angeles. There's a ton of me- metaphysical shops and reputable witches. And I was going and getting my spell candles from Pants Apotheca shot out and Spellbound yeah. Sky. And, you know, I was always in these spaces and... um yeah. So, you know, and hosting moon rituals at my house and rituals and reading your cards. And I mean, it was just, I was always doing this. Absolutely. And even when I was a kid. Oh, when I was a kid, I mean, I wrote a, it was in middle school and it had nothing to do with anything. And I wrote about <laughs> astral projection and divination to help you astral project. And I got an A on it, even though it had nothing to do with anything.
0: Oh, um, that's so in awesome. my history
1: class. Yeah, and then I, learned how, I had a book on automatic <laughs> in history when class. I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> I was like, it's a part of history, isn't it? And they're like, what? And I'm just like, of course, you know, the the indigenous w- witch in me. But yeah, and like I was again. This has always been something that I've studied. I've had a fascination with the paranormal, with extraterrestrial, with other forms of consciousness. Dreams. Don't get me started on dreams. We can be here <laughs> all night. You know, it's like I again. I've always been like this, and. It took me until my 30s, you know, I didn't have the confidence in my 20s. I mean, I had the confidence to pose nude and be nude on, you know, television, but heaven forbid that I sit down and read somebody because, and now, you know, I take this so seriously. Yes. One knows once they get in a session with me, I don't play around. Like we can giggle and we can, you know, laugh and do all the things, but, and we can still laugh in readings, but I'm just saying, it's just, I take it with the utmost respect. Yeah. I also think people getting into it need to really sit down and figure out why, because a lot of yes. these overnight readers that are coming out and I'm not here to poo-poo on anybody stepping into their natural gifts. And I've been on other podcasts talking about this. It's just this rise of the witch influencer that we've never mm. really seen before because we haven't had social media. Yeah. And now people, you know, after a plague, and I'm going to call it that because it was a modern day plague and we're it still sure in was. it. Um, and you know, they were looking for ways to make money and I've seen enough people, enough clients of mine mm-hmm. suddenly become readers and then block me on the internet or slander my name over here. And now they're mm-hmm. a reader, um, which some of these people, I don't know how they sleep at night. Cause I'm sitting on a lot of screenshots and I could ruin a lot of people's lives right now, but you know, I digress. <laughs> I just want to, and I get, you know, back to the point of like, why are you getting into it? Like, what is it? Totally. Because spiritual egoism is a thing. Spiritual narcissism is a thing. And a lot of times Uh I think people are just nosy. And they want to get in people's business.
0: Well, and I think that's that's, not me
1: naturally, though.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think one of the things that's hard too, and sometimes we talk. I I talk about this with like my you know my friends and my colleagues, like locally. It's that confidentiality piece is so incredibly important, and because we are we are confidence holders, we are secret holders, and I think there's some folks who don't sometimes think about you know how heavy that can be, and you got to be careful to you got to be really be thoughtful about. How you're going to take care, of, I mean, it's funny because I there's a lot of parallels between being an advocate and that aspect of being a, a spiritual worker is right. that you you can't be spreading people's business. And unfortunately, there are some folks who don't who start step into this spiritual work and they don't get the memo. Yep. <laughs> and, and that by and ultimately though, they usually don't stick around for too long because you know, community that you you can't you can't sustain your place in a community if you're if you're not gonna act right. So I'm curious though, what kind of tarot reader are you? And like the the what I mean by that is, you know, for some folks, they're really good at that help using the cards to help people reflect on an ass, like, it's almost like that self-reflection, that psychological reflection for others, for myself, you know, I'm, I can't unbraid that I'm a medium from the way that I'm, I'm a tarot reader. And so it's like talking to guides, like kind of calling to people's highest self, uh, you know, sometimes family will try to step in and we have to kind of mitigate that because dead or alive family is family. And sometimes they're helpful and sometimes they're not. So what kind of like, what kind of a tarot reader are you? It's
1: a combination of everything you just said. You know, yeah. it's the traditional teachings of tarot. I use Rider right or wait. I will never mm-hmm. stray outside of that deck. It's my whole heart and soul. Yeah. I love Pamela Smith. Like, please. Yeah. That's, you know. So, yeah, it's a combination of, you know, it's got. Yeah. And I say this and I say this with a grain of salt because I don't have a degree in psychology, but I've been in, in and out of therapy since I was a teenager yeah. and I am trauma informed. So, yeah. It's a little bit of psychology, the traditional teachings, definitely my intuition. And um, I tell people, you know, they know I'm a medium. And yeah, if somebody steps through and they they got to give a mess because it's hard. If you're using divination of any kind as medium, they're going to step through, like you yeah. say. And yeah. so it's like this. I Actually, when you were saying that, I was seeing like a braid. Everything was like braided into uh-huh. one thing. You know, it's like. Um, But yeah, it's like I I say, it's like, what can you let go of? Or, you know, what can you lean into? And I am also a psychic in that I do predict the future. I predict the future down to the date. And that shit scares me sometimes, but I roll with it. And I've been doing that since I was 33 years old, I could always give a trajectory uh huh. You know, of like, oh yeah, in the summer, you will meet the love of your life or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I can be like, oh, June 6th, you know, at nighttime, you'll be out and you're wearing blue socks. And I can do mm. that, you know. I won't say every time it's foolproof, but. Mostly. Yeah. You know, and it is.
0: I, it's, it's shocking when we, <laughs> I don't think that ever gets like, I don't think it ever gets normal. And I and I get real pissed no. off sometimes when I'll hear people say you can't protect the, the, the future with a tarot reading. And I'm like, fucking hold my drink, my friends, because uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. And, you know, of course, free will can I mean, everything that happens right after a client leaves your space, because I'm a I'm a proud future-based like I always joke that I'm like I'm an old school fortune teller. Like I I, I do future based readings. I'm not good with dates though. I will mad props to you on that one. Um but I get <laughs> really you. frustrated when people will say like you can't do that. And I'm like, listen, you the moment you step out of this like office, this space with me, you have the ability to alter your fate with every step that you take. But there are certain things that are on a trajectory and then sometimes things will just pop and you part of my job is to tell you what I see. And so, yeah, I get real grumpy. I, I'm like, yeah, again, hold my drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also, also like, why are there past, present, future spreads? Like, that <laughs> sure. doesn't make sense to me. Like you can literally fortune tell, like, I know. And I do understand free will and, you know, it. and I get people are like, well, you know, I was out on that date wearing that color and it didn't happen. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't give you my dates for you to go do the thing. It's kind of to look back on. And even if I exactly. preface it with somebody, they're still going to believe what they want and do what they want. But you know, I'm a, I'm somebody that lives present. Obviously yeah. I'm not a perfect person. And that's also how you tap into your intuition as being present. Yes. So for me to give you fortune telling readings, that's great and all, but it's never to take you out of the present moment. It's just look back on it. And a lot of times people will come back and like, you know what? I looked back on my notes. I looked back on the, you know, the I listened to the audio file mm-hmm. again. And all those things happened. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, I have noticed this as of late. They all come back in a clump. It seems like in a week I'll get like, you know, a billion people, not yeah. really that many, but that reach out like everything came true that you said.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I don't know what that rhyme or reason. I'm a noticer, I I notice patterns. I'm ADHD, so I notice patterns and all the things and so I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's such a pattern. And that's actually been happening this week where I'm just getting all these people coming back. And oh. I even had someone today that was like, you know, I came in with just a you know healthy amount of skepticism and I'm now a believer, you know, which, you know, whatever. I tell people I'm not here for the skeptics, but it's okay to have mm-hmm. a healthy amount of skepticism. I, again, as a indigenous person, I don't understand the skepticism after, you know, when you book a uh-huh. meeting, you're more open-minded than you think. But also like, you can find messages in the sky, in nature, uh-huh. in animals um, all the time. Your messages are there. That's why I'm never a skeptic. As soon as I started believing in it, like wholeheartedly believing in it, uh-huh. all these doors started opening for me. And I said to myself, if you know the doors start closing and the clients stop booking, then I'm going to pack it up because that's what Spirit's way of
0: saying, I've done my work. That and a- that just mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. That is, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, that I'm not one of my, my only commitment to this work is that I won't say that it's forever, you know, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here doing this work for as long as it makes sense. And as long, yeah, as long as the people come and as long as I'm happy and able to be healthy and yeah. And who knows if that, I mean, is anything really forever? Like, who knows? So I'm curious about... I really would love to know about the spooky side of LA and I know this is a little bit of a different (laughs) take than I was what I was intending on asking, but I just have to imagine that that whole city is just, I've never been there. I've, you know, I feel like I've, I don't know, California is like something that's a little bit of a mystery to me, but I'd have to imagine that there is like layers upon layers of, you know, traditional haunts, but also, Like Aggregor energy. I mean, there's so many hopes and dreams, and and people that go there for the times of their lives. People have the worst times of their lives there, and I just have to imagine that that has to make for one haunted freaking city. So I'd love to know (laughs) from you what is the spooky side of LA. Very open. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, where do I begin? I mean, this place has so many witches and occultists and. Um, schools that are here and museums and not to mention this is Tongva's land that's the tribe Tongva and Chumash depending on where you are in LA so indigenous tribes lived here and then you've got like where I live in Las Feliz anybody that follows me knows but I live in where the silent film stars lived and in fact one of my buildings which you can't find me don't even try but I mean you know <laughs> an old art deco building there's so many here but yeah and it's you know, it's cha- it's packed full of, um, you know, spirits that, were- that came here to make something of themselves, or maybe they did make something of themselves. Yeah. And they're still very much attached to the land. And like I said, you've got the indigenous ancestors yeah. and the, you know, the land spirits and Where I live, I know I have a relationship with the land spirits. And I tell people that all the time. You've got to make a relationship with the land spirits where you live.
0: To be able to, like,
1: you know, be there. And, you know, I've lived in Hollywood. And I'm not that far now. I can see the Hollywood sign from my roof. And, you know, it does have a heavy energy. This place, you can feel, and I tell people this all the time, no matter what what time of day, you can feel despair and anger, but happiness and magic and all the things at the same time I can feel when people are doing rituals and magic and, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a rich history and I've been all over this city having to cleanse spaces of famous spaces and learning about the history and like the mob history. Like I didn't realize that oh. knock on wood and protect us right now. Bugsy Siegel owned so much and that spirit. I've accidentally channeled so many times. Um, oh all over the place. And then there's also underground tunnels, you know, in Hollywood under like Hollywood Boulevard and were they prohibition
0: yeah. era tunnels? Yeah,
1: yes. Oh. Yes.
0: Oh. And so is that so, what the, yeah. was, was that the primary yeah. mob connection was liquor?
1: I believe so, and oh. weapons and just like, yeah, it's just like all of this stuff. Like I mean, you just feel all of it. I mean, then you think of, I mean, right now they're trying to demolish Marilyn Monroe's home that she passed away in, like the owners want to build something new on the land and now people are fighting for the historical rights to keep that place and you have stories tragic stories like that you know um I don't live that far from where they believe that the Black Delilah was murdered you know they did find her body elsewhere in the city but that doctor you know there's I mean there's just rich heavy history there's also a murder house not that far from me in Los Feliz where this doctor went crazy on Christmas Eve and killed his whole family and for years you could see because they even left it somebody bought it go figure this is an LA thing somebody bought a whole ass house a mansion (laughs) for storage and never went into it And (gasps) left for storage (laughs) storage and left it and the window was still open and it still had the Christmas tree and Christmas presents (gasps) and I saw it with my own eyes it has since been you know
0: uh, all that's oh, gone that's now dark like yeah.
1: I, oh yeah that uh, is
0: I, who i mean not only okay use it for storage but then leave all the stuff like all that they, is all that the is stuff twisted. untouched with
1: dust and everything and like you know there's a book called all i believe it's la bizarro and uh, it'll give you all the the spooky bizarre things you can do there's also the uh, dearly departed tours i don't know again this is all pre-covid days mm-hmm. but they would go around and um, take you to all the things. And let's not forget, you know, Charles Manson and that family was That's right not that far from where I live now. And the, obviously, the Sharon Tate mansion is gone. And in fact, that ex I told you that moved me here lived in the Sharon Tate mansion oh and told goodness. me all kinds of crazy stories. We actually had in that house that I lived at with him some stuff that came from that mansion. And one of the pictures was of Sharon Tate in a big frame and it was in the studio. He had a recording studio bottom floor of our place. And I didn't even know that for a while. Like he didn't tell me that's where it came from. I mean, I knew what it was, but he didn't tell me that it came from there. And I knew that he lived there. But yeah, all this stuff I know is like all over the place, but it is so rich in history. And so where you yeah. have that, you have spirits. And of course, this is all stolen land. So I tell uh-huh. people all the time, you are on ancient Indian burial grounds. And yes, I can say Indian as a native person. It's you just yeah native spirit. Um, the more you know everybody (laughs) she can
0: I cannot if you look like me don't be doing that shit
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and you know and I try to be mindful too just to educate like but my tribe is called Beaver Creek Indians so Mm -hmm. I am but we're all on ancient Indian burial ground and that's why I say it's very important to like know the land that you're on there's an app that can tell you the land that you're
0: on but I don't know if that answered it, but very long. Yeah. I away,
1: no, I so love much. it. Well,
0: and those are just, I mean, that's just even like a little snippet of some of the famous stories. And then you think about the ones that never get the press that, and nobody, yep. gets, you know, nobody ever hears about, and it's layers upon layers of energy and spirits and wow. So yeah. just because tis the season, yeah, tis I know you season. got some, I know you got some spooky stories. Can you lay one good spooky, spooky, spooky mediumship story on us?
1: yeah do you want me to do like I don't know like how about the house I lived in when I was a child like when I was like I love that because this one really spooks me this is where some of my first memories happen is this stories that I would hear I remember I had memories even though I was very young but Mm -hmm. like the stories I heard throughout the years with my family again we've been talking about this forever so um my mother got remarried After she left my father. And that's the man that adopted me and became my father at the age of two. So we they got a good deal in a house and we moved in. And the reason why they got a good deal in a house because a man was murdered in it. And then before that, an elderly man passed away in it. So it had a lot of activity. And it was some of the most violent activity. That I've ever lived in like I've lived in other spaces where things were thrown across the room other mm-hmm. knocks at the door or whatever, knock on wood, I'm, I'm pretty protected from that energy now but yeah so this place that we lived in, the stories were, I have a specific memory of being pulled out of my crib by a spirit and they found me on my nursery only a couple family members remember this story and, you know, God love my family or just, you know, creator love my family. They're getting older. So they don't remember all that. Yeah. Stuff. But I, You don't forget that, you know, and totally. I have a memory of it because I even asked my mom recently, I said, there was an aquarium in the hallway and we had, you know, these big yellow fish yeah. and there was a shadow figure that walked up and down this long hallway. She goes, how do you remember that? Like, you were two years old, stuff like that. So, you know,
0: stuff like that, though, I mean, I think that would probably count into it might not have felt like a trauma, but it probably is something that's so surprising that it gets stored, like, you know, stored in the amygdala and, you know, oh. something that you can like access later. But oh my goodness. Absolutely. Okay. My, and I things would keep f- going. No worries. And
1: things would fly off the wall. So it's back, you know, in the late 80s and, you know, those mallard ducks, wooden ducks on wooden shelves were a yes. thing. And like, they would fly off the wall, then they would start to be found in the bed, under the bed. My mm. mom would wake up and the lights would all be on in the house in the middle of the night. I've got chills as I tell you this. Oh, like, and I'm
0: like, I am like, I need to get curled up with a blankie right about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. This
1: is very spooky. And so, and then she said, I would sit at the head of this long hallway because it's like a shotgun style house. And I would point to the, just point and start describing a man in a hat and all this shit and it looked like Mm. a picture that they had found and that that spooked my mom out that was the last straw when I would just sit there at two three years old just be like there's a man and he's wearing a hat and just like start talking to this man at the head of the hallway and I think the spookiest part of this story besides like the flying objects the moving objects lights Mm -hmm. being on at all hours of the night water faucets turning on Mm. all hours of the night there was a one of those rotary phones that was not plugged in. There was it was not running to a phone line. It just uh-huh. was it would ring at all hours of the night. And I've known that oh, they have made no. horror films. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this is where no. I get chilled up my spine right now as I tell you this. I'm like sweating over here. I'm like, ah, these stories. That was one of the first homes I was ever brought into. Um, oh, again, yes. the first home that was purchased. I believe they purchased it. I don't think they were renting it at the time. So, but my childhood home was only two blocks over because they were like, we're getting the hell out of here, you know? Oh,
0: and good. So, so that was just a short term oh, yeah. kind of a they thing. Were,
1: they couldn't stand it. My parents were, you know, you, those things you see in horror films where they pack up all the kids in the middle of the night and they go. It was like one of that that type of situation where oh, it was my like, gosh. we're getting the fuck out of here. Well, and, and it's so yeah.
0: hard, I think, because sometimes people will see, you know, see, you know, you think about like the parent family, right? And for everybody, don't. The Conjuring is a good movie, but it's not real. Read Andrea Perrin's trilogy, House of Darkness, House of Light. Listen to her stories and her interviews. There's loads of them out there. Get the real scoop on that one. But she always talks about, you know, her family living in this, you know, this unbelievably painfully haunted house. And people would ask, well, why didn't you all leave? And she's like, we couldn't afford it. And I think that that's like something that people sometimes don't think about. We lived in a place that was, um, oh gosh, it was this just, ugly haunt. It was an ugly haunt. Like, you know, sometimes like the place that I live in right now is cute and friendly and we've, you know, kind of come to an understanding it's taken some time, but I I love it here. And this other place, it was a townhouse where it was just awful. And we couldn't leave because we had a, you know, we had a freaking lease that we had to, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> to finish it. We were trying to buy a house, but I love, I'm glad that your parents were able to get you out of there because, oh my gosh, there's nothing. Little kids can, are so, I mean, you, you, you're extra sensitive and kids are already sensitive to begin with. And my heart goes out to your parents because nothing is more freaking scary than when your cute little toddler starts like describe yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm, there's nothing kids make a scary situation 10 times more scary i
1: know <laughs> and it's just, totally and i i don't know i did i mean it was i just don't have any other memories like i have memories of those yeah. shadow figures memories of things in my closet and in fact, like my conversation about death, like in that, and this was, when I was a little bit older. Yeah. You know, I was probably, I mean, I was under the age of 10 that I do remember, but it was mm-hmm. like the talk about death and dying and humans dying and then creator God religion. And my parents are both um, Christian. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, I mean, it was kind of like, that was my segue into that conversation was because I saw a spirit in my closet and because I kept seeing spirits and everywhere we went was haunted. And then finally I was like, I'm the haunted one, you know, like yeah. I'm haunted. I am the haunted house like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem.
0: It's me, <laughs> the Taylor Swift.
1: Totally. So- and then, you know, my mom and my dad saw them too. So they weren't, they were also haunted. They're mediums as well, even though they won't call themselves that because yeah. they think you have to be professional to do it, but- and my brother's like this too so we're all like this
0: (laughs) well and I mean it does run in families I think that's something and you know I tell my students and like other people that I know you know I always I always joke that you know we all when we all kind of start out on this path we all want to find out that we're you know the 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 grandchildren of the witches you couldn't burn but half the time we find out that we are the grandkids of like the granny who never failed to like bring a casserole to the church potluck and I always (laughs) remind folks it's because the church or like kind of accepted religion is a safe place to put those gifts because it's way easier for It's way more accepted if you're like, you know, God speaks to me, or I've got this really strong relationship with the Holy mother. That's a lot easier for folks to wrap their minds around than I think great grandma comes and visits me sometimes. Like when I sleep, like, you know, it's so, I don't know. I try to, it does run in families. What were the, some of the things, were there things that your parents did to help you to feel better or that they like traditions in your family of what you do to either feel protected or to like, um, kind of keep your, keep that spiritual hygiene up. Or is that something that everybody just kind of does their own thing and nobody really talks about it?
1: Well, you know, I kind of had to figure that out on my own. I think the one thing my parents did that really was helpful was to Mm -hmm. let me know that I wasn't crazy. Yes and that I wasn't, they didn't suppress it, because I still thank them to this day all the time for that. Um, yeah, they are same. both not shocked, you know, and even my biological father, he's not shocked. Nobody's shocked that I do this for a living now, because it's, it was headed that way anyway, you know, totally. and they would always kind of find witchcraft books and all the occult books and all the things. So yeah, I would say like, they'd let me know I wasn't crazy. Um, my mom had told me she was like, Oh, you know, you can tell them to go away. And you know they'll leave you alone or you know or she would call up a psychic or whatever it mm-hmm. is you know and get some tips but yeah i wouldn't say like I'm trying to think of it, my dad said anything not much he was just like oh you know you're not you're not going crazy this is really happening and this is this and i think he would say something to the effect of like they can't hurt you you've got more power than them you know it's like you've got your physical form or whatever he may not have said that directly you know but it was like it's so it's such a huge
0: lesson i mean this this world is this world is ours and yeah you know i think the for and for anybody who's listening because this is something that a question that i get a lot um is what do you I, i will often get parents who reach out to me who they're realizing that their kid is sensitive and will ask like what do you what do you do And I mean, I'm just freaking feeling around in the dark with my own child, as I think all parents do. But I'm similarly grateful to my mom, because even though she's Christian, you know, or Episcopalian, she always jokes, it's like Catholic without the Latin. And, but I wasn't like, Nobody forced me to go to church when I just said, this isn't for me. It was very much like, okay, if you change your mind, figure out your own path, had some other family members that tried to kind of turn, like my, my grandparents were so important to me. And I, we had some family members that kind of tried to like turn my grandparents on me, you know, Sterling starting to read tarot and she's probably into like, you know, devil worship. I think they pulled out that tired trope, but yeah, just, so if you're (laughs) a, if you are a parent, who's got a sensitive kiddo, just normalize it. This is, you got two people sitting here saying that one of the, the healthiest things that you can do is just say, I believe you and you're, they can't hurt you. And, um, and then reach out to, yeah, reach out to, to reach out to your friendly neighborhood psychic. If you need more tips.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And if they do start harming, because as you know, like sometimes that can happen, they can't, and it's rare. That's what I tell people. That's more rare. So rare you know but it it can happen and i'm not here to you know again shit on another religion or other traditions and Mm -hmm. but there are ways to find that out you know and Mm -hmm. meaning to reach out to your local healer your local psychic is if you're religious your local priest or you know whatever it is because there's always going to be an answer but i think Mm -hmm. it's okay to not have the answers i'm not a parent so who am i in this scenario right now but it's if I had a child, I would definitely let them know that yes, I'm validating you. That's what's happening. You're more powerful, uh-huh. and we'll take it from there. If I had the degree of you know what's going on, but totally, there's always ways. And yeah, it's it's so helpful um, to have someone validate you and i will say when i was younger it didn't necessarily make it less scarier and again my parents were a little bit different like your parents they gave me the choice they didn't make me go to church or anything like that they gave me the choice of what i wanted to be um and not be you know and uh anyway but i also think that's very important because when you start forcing that onto a human um it's scary just like i would never force what i do onto anyone if they didn't no one like again, I'm not here for skeptics. I'm not here to make a skeptic believe if a skeptic person starts believing. Awesome. But the door is open. Consent is important
0: (laughs) in all things. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, that's
1: an awesome question. And I get asked that too, you know, and I also wear something on me at all times. If it's an evil eye bracelet with tourmaline or obsidian, you know, I always carry something on my body and lay in my bed with me at night again you know depending on what your beliefs are not everybody works with crystals and you know Mm -hmm. talismans but those are quite helpful and I had them as kids even though I didn't think of it like that you know I always had crystals and was into them and had my dream catcher over the bed you know so I always had some sort of you know energetic thing you know I don't know. I think even you know, I'm even losing when my you're words growing here. up, like
0: I think you're, you know, you're you're stuffy. You know, your favorite stuffy yeah. that helps you to feel safe. Yes! Your favorite blankets. Those. I mean, we imbue magic into so much of what we do. People who think like I magic is ridiculous. It's like, well, have you ever wished on a birthday candle? You ever wished on a star? Yeah. Did you? Do you have? Do you have lucky socks? Do you have a lucky piece of jewelry? Do you not shave before your like team is going to like play? Or you know, or I don't. I'm not a sports yeah. person. I'm do- like. Is that like when your your ball team is going to do the thing? Like, do you not shave? (laughs) And there's so many there's so many ways. I think we just do that naturally, and you know, and we call it. Yeah, sure, you can call it superstition. But the thing is, is that also it has power. The the more people that believe in it, and the more that you believe in it, that gives it power, and that is magic, my friends.
1: Totally. (laughs) What do people think? What do religious people think? Prayer is, you know, exactly.
0: Prayers are spells. Prayers (laughs) are spells whatever you want to call it. I I am curious, you know, kind of to, I can't believe, like, I knew this was going to happen. So folks, this, again, this is our first time getting to chat. And I'm like, we could be here till midnight, Um, which just means that you're going to have to come back. You're just going to have to come back, I guess.
1: I would love to,
0: but I, you know, one of the things that I see you, you know, and I would, it's not a clap back. It's just you, you're, you're proud of yourself and you advocate for yourself. you're, I see what I have witnessed is that you are like proud of kind of the things that make you who you are, that other people see as contradictions. And so, you know, one of the things that I often will see you say is, you know, those of you who are spirit, you know, in air quotes, spiritual people who don't think that I can, be a model and to have, you know, have a long-standing relationship with, you know, being in Playboy and, you know, and I can't be spiritual and all of that. I love that you just like you call it out and you correct it because that's frankly it's stupid. But what is, you know, for anybody who is maybe th- I, I don't know because I feel like there's going to be other people out there who and I'm just going to give an, an example. You know, I'm I'm very blessed to know a lot of folks who are either dancers or you know models or things like that. Who uh, they're also like deeply like magical workers and yeah. um and also kind of get that similar shade. So is there anything that you would want to share for somebody who's maybe listening who sees a little bit of themselves in you and like what advice would you give? What encouragement would you give to anybody else who maybe gets that shit thrown at them because those things seem like they should be contradictory?
1: Well, I think things can coexist. And I'm just one of those brains, you know, Mm -hmm. neurodivergency or empathy, whatever you want to call it. I'm definitely somebody that believes that multiple things can exist at once. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think a post that you might be referring to is me talking about, like, your spiritual practitioner can be naked on the internet and have big old knockers, you know? And that like, is exactly
0: the post uh, that I'm thinking of. I was like, "Yep, go, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like,
1: it's, yeah, I like, for me, our sexuality and our sexual sovereignty is our life force. It yeah. is a spiritual in and of itself, you know, religious indoctrination has, people believing that especially women and divine feminines you know and Mm -hmm. they have you know they just make us feel like it's bad that if we like sex or if we're good at it or we talk about our pleasure and I think you know I think the question you asked like what's the I would never judge a book by its cover because I've been judged my whole life for the way that I look because of this face and this body and I've have curves. My mama's got curves and my grandmother had curves. We mm-hmm. we, we all have them in my family and there's nothing I can do unless I get surgery and I'm not doing that because this is my body. Yep. And do not judge a book by its cover because oh I mean people think that if you're pretty you can't be smart. It's just, you know, it's just it's so boxing stupid. me. And, and when I feel like I'm in a box, I get crazy. I'm like, I'm busting out of the box. I'll I will wear burn box this box
0: a- down. I'll, I'll burn, it, burn it, down. it down. Or I'll wear it as
1: an outfit and fuck you in the face. You know, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> leave it alone. quit trying to put me in a box. Like, I feel like, you know, my indigenous friend is like, your existence is an act of resistance. Yes. And I know that as an indigenous person, but also this could be for like anybody that, is in some sort of minority box, whatever it is, if you're a woman, or if you're a witch in a very religious, and we were still in this Christo fascist bullshit lifestyle, like we we see it all the time, we don't even have Roe v. Wade anymore, people. So it's here. And uh, it's very prevalent. And yeah, so I mean, just stop judging people, like, stop thinking that because someone looks the way that they do and it doesn't matter what they look like you never know somebody's spirit
0: Absolutely. and their soul
1: and I think well, these people that oh I'm sorry i not gonna cut you
0: off no and I think you know no I, you keep going I keep 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 riding that wave
1: yeah and you know people just it's a lot of like non-energy people too or, or non-energy readers as well that are like judging people and I'm like you Mm -hmm. can't even see auras you can't even feel energy like you don't even know what energy you're coming with every day sit down Kathy yeah (laughs) sit down Karens and the Beckys of the world like you you don't know a person Mm -hmm. at all you can't read an energy so I think you know that's a huge thing and a lot of sex like former sex workers or sex workers in Mm -hmm. general they're spiritual. they're healers you don't think that's healing Mm -hmm. that's crazy to me because Mm -hmm. is that not just and also you know we could you know go down the rabbit hole of sex work but who's keeping sex workers in business because if it was a zero dollar business then Mm -hmm. how are these people this is a billion dollar business so is spirituality that's a billion dollar business as Mm -hmm. well spiritual businesses alongside sex work so it just gets on my nerves where again people can't and this might be neurotypical brains and i guess we can get into you know like all the, the brain stuff but it's because they can't wrap their brains around multiple things
0: exist. Multiple things can be true at the exact same time. Absolutely. And, And so for anybody who's maybe here listening and saying, you know, I I feel myself like I've been I've been judged. You just know that there are a lot of us out there that we love you just the way that you are. And Fuck them if they, fuck them if they can't see you for for how wonderful you are, and so that's that's for anybody too who's been in the the seat of of being feeling the judgment from other people. And those of y'all who are judging, you've probably exited and aren't even listening anymore, so we don't have to worry about them.
1: <laughs> totally. And people that judge are you know they're just projecting a lot of times. You this know it's very true. it's is a projection of how they are. It's kind of ironic because you're just like yeah I see you exactly who you are by the way you judge me. Pot, um,
0: kettle, black. Yep. Mm-hmm. What yep. was that
1: saying when we were kids? You're pointing a your finger at me and you've got three fingers pointing back at you. And I'm just Ooh, like. That's a good one. You know, I was taught that as a child, as a rule of thumb. And it's it's true. It's just. And also, too, to say, you know, when people think you're a public figure and I'm not a celebrity by any stretch and nor do I want to be. But when you're in a space, you know, I work mm-hmm. for celebrities. I've been on their podcasts and you've got to yeah, you know, I've got a bigger following. People think you're just a, a punching bag. Like you're yes. just, oh, that's what just comes with the territory. And I think what like gets on my nerves is that we've normalized it so much where it's like, well, what do you expect? You're a public figure. That shit pisses me off. Like, totally. why are you saying that to me? Like, why does that? Car for the course. And yet if I had my way, if I were in ruling power, I would make people like have to take a test to use the internet. Once you violate, you know, like somebody's comment section, then you got to take a quiz to see if you can get back on in a month. Like we, we need stricter. I know we have laws around like online bullying and harassment, but they need to be enforced. And we need stricter ones because people yeah. just think that you are on the internet and you're a public figure and you can say whatever you want. People think that only children can be bullied. That is not the case. I've seen oh, grown no. people be taken down. I've seen people unalive themselves over being bullied and harassed and slandered online. So I just feel like, I don't know if that's a message I could give out into this because as a part of this judgment. Yeah. and A lot of it's online. It's like, leave yeah. people alone that are just trying to do bigger things in life, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like I've put myself out there. It's very raw. It's very vulnerable. But that doesn't mean that you get to shit all over me and treat me like garbage and disrespect me. And that is what you see. And a lot of times I'm very respectful. When I respond to people, there are women that will straight up, I love the women online, especially the younger generation, you know, Gen Z, where it's like, they will straight up make fun of a whole person's face and body when they come at them. But I also feel like, if you're making fun of somebody's body and face of woman, you should be looking like, I don't know, Lenny Kravitz or somebody. Like, and even that wouldn't be okay. But it's like, how dare you have the right to make fun of somebody's looks when you yourself, you ain't even got that much going on, you know? Oh, that's when it's so been, cruel. Stay. It's cruel. It's and cruel. I, I,
0: I, Oh, now it I'm is. just like, my head is like about ready to slow. I'm, explode. S- I'm, I'm so like, so I want to go find him. I'm going to go. No, it's okay.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Right. It's just like, and but also I'm just saying this to say too, like, I think I'm very mild and like some of the things I say back or I never disrespect somebody. I don't call them names and cuss them out. I think I have every right to, but yeah, I've been, I, I've heard it all, Sterling. I've heard it all from my looks to my attitude. I mean, you know, outing a celebrity in the press, they try to yeah. discredit me as a victim because of my profession. <sighs> Yeah, discredited as a, a person that can't get abused at all in our society because, because of what yeah, I because do Because of your a living.
0: modeling or because of the the, the, reading and the, the tarot reading in the mediumship?
1: Yeah, the tarot and the mediumship. What? Yep, because I'm crazy. I channel the dead and I predict the future and I talk about things like ghost sex and succubus energy and that makes me crazy. Yeah. I've been oh deemed crazy because of that. And so, yeah, I just feel like...
0: How do you take care of yourself?
1: how energetically or just in general and like how all, all of here? the
0: things because that's a, that's a lot like how do you take care of yourself and and you know just because you and keep you know feeling good about yourself and also keeping all of that shit that shit at bay well I
1: write a lot and I journal and yeah. I let it out a lot I yeah. I spend a lot of time you know in isolation not like I don't have friends and I don't go out but I have to recharge you and- recharge check in with myself. You know, my dog was a big help, RIP, passed away in March, but he was my little buddy. And so like being in nature with him was some of my most favorite things, but like getting back to nature, getting back to ceremony and ritual and, you know, ancestor work and really connecting with the native community and just the reminder of you know, my ancestors died, so I could do this. And, yeah. you know, even just lighting white sage and doing ceremony in the 70s here in America was illegal, was illegal. for my people. Yeah. And so doing that now, I'm just like, Oh, my God, I can do this. And I won't say I have it figured out all the time. Do I have mental breakdowns? Absolutely. Like, I've had more outbursts in the past three years, and I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've battled depression and But you know, it's my spirituality. I just threaded this the other day, or I think it was today. Um, What is time? But yeah, my spiritual business, my spirituality, my spiritual business has saved me. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When I am in sessions, I feel alive, the most alive I've ever been. And I think of my clients. So all of this brings me back. So I guess like nature, animals, my culture my my clients yeah, my friends oh my god my friends are amazing you've got
0: some, <laughs> you've got some good friends you've got some real, and good you friends two, man. Of them, and they, two of my like
1: favorite people ever yeah,
0: it's, it's so funny yeah it's just i've never been to la and yet have just meeting some like apparently i'm just meeting the cream of the crap through like you know the socials so when i do eventually get there i'm going to be set up really well where do you but, live
1: now
0: what was that where do you live now i'm in um i'm right outside of denver so if I go, okay. I'm like in this little, I'm You're not a, that far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that, not that far. It's a real easy, real easy flight. So well, I'll if it be, makes you
1: feel any better, I've never been to Colorado. So well, there we go. I waiting
0: on? We'll <laughs> have to have a, there we go. We can have like the, uh, we'll be, we'll be like exchange students, kind of a thing, like yeah. exchange, uh, <laughs> exchange workers. So I want to wrap up with two things. One is how do people book with you? Like how, because I know, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm like at a certain point, I want to come and get a reading from you. And I'm sure there's other people that are listening saying, I want to sit with this woman. So how do people find you? As
1: of now, because my website's been down for a few years. Don't ask. I don't know. ADHD. But don't um, don't worry
0: about it. You're you're making it work.
1: It'll happen. But the only, and people end up emailing me anyway when I had a website, but it's (laughs) book Brittany, Lee at gmail.com. If you see me on Brittany Lee Tarot on any social media platform, it'll link you to my email. And that is the only way to book with me because I have so many scammers. Um, They pop up like whack-a-mole. Like, it's just like, you get one down and another one pops up. So And they come in waves. They do. And I'm just like, I'm the only one verified. So I'm finally verified. Um, So look for that blue check mark and I will never DM anybody. I don't have the time. (laughs) I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I have I kinda time kinda like, to read your
0: profile my friend like I know that maybe feels good in the morning or you know in the moment but yeah, yeah and no no reader worth their salt has time to read the energy off of your profile and but reach I'm so out booked,
1: you know booked and busy you know at my busiest I was booked four months in advance and you know maybe I'll get back there again you know but it's just like I don't have the time so have the time Also, I will say shout out to the fucking scammers because you guys have been doing free PR for me because people that don't fall for it come and book with me They're like, oh, by the way, the scammer reminded me I needed to book with you anyway. So shout out to you.
0: So funny. And I just I live for it when people will just mess with them. I had a um, oh, gosh, shout shout out Carla Blackburn. Uh, She would sometimes send me like the like screenshots of the back and forth that she would have with my scammers that would say things like and so for folks who are listening, like if you are on Instagram. Just be very aware if you if you follow either like you're a recent follower of either Brittany or myself or any other spiritual worker, you may find somebody who looks like us slipping into your DM saying, "Hey, I'd like to offer you a reading." Uh, there, they will want you to pay through Ven- Venmo or Cash App um, or PayPal, and their like handle won't look anything like their name. Um, and just be really conscious. Like, go and look, go into their grid, look, and you will see that most of their posts have been po- posted on the same day there's no captions they don't have no like, likes no comments no likes no comments so just please be please be smart but we, we we it's like a plague for us and um but anyway carla would sometimes send me these screenshots of you know would you like a reading yes actually i'd like that very much okay you know give me this information <laughs> she'd say i'd like chapter five of the lion the witch in the wardrobe or <laughs> i just i live i live for it when people do that Same. But so everyone, I will make sure that you have Brittany's email um linked in the show notes. And also, there is going to be a really cool Kickstarter that's coming out here pretty shortly. So let's talk about these witch kits that you are cooking up.
1: Yes. So the Kickstarter shall be out soon in the coming days. I will be posting that as well to my social media. And I post a lot in my IG story. Every day, IG stories being updated. So it is... Myself and my friend were both BIPOC, and we were wanting to see a BIPOC run box. <laughs> Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with other ones that aren't, but I'm just saying, like, we yeah. wanted to see. And, you know, my friend already was making candles and oils and had all that going on, you know, and so we were combining it together. um Years ago, I had a witch kit. I had two of them. I called them my Moon, Brittany Lee's Moon Box Ritual Box, or what have you, which can see been seen in the highlights on my IG. So it's a little bit of an homage to that, but then incorporating the things that I use in my everyday practice. And then we'll see how the Kickstarter goes. But then from there, we're going to have like different types of boxes for different types of witches and from novice to, you know, expert, if you will, and so, yeah, it's time to get it back out. And it's been it's been requested because, you know, people ran out and they're like, where do I get all this stuff? Like, And I'm like, ah, I need to make another one. So, there is that. And then be on the lookout next year I'm going to be announcing because I am making an Oracle deck. So, hmm. I'm finally going to get that bad boy out. I've been working on that for, like, years. And I use it in my daily practice. I use it in my readings. So... It's just time getting it out. But yeah, the oh, witch kits coming up pretty soon. That is so cross so our fingers exciting. the kickstarter does well.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I will um so once once the even if the if the kickstarter isn't launched before this is listed, then send me the the link and I'll make sure that I up I edit the the show notes so we can make sure where folks can can order those. That's so exciting. Thank
1: you. I'm very excited. Something that I've wanted to do. So a lot I mean it's just it's just time for the it's things t- that I have to be put out into the world physically. So thank you so much for sharing it and plugging it. it of means
0: course. That's like my favorite. I mean, one, I get to like hang out with, basically this whole podcast is me having an excuse to introduce like- strangers out there and people that I probably love who are listening, basically listen to this other person that I really think is cool and listen to the cool shit that they're doing. <laughs> and so that's totally. the whole point of this podcast is, yeah, just community, community love and me getting to talk to people that I like. <laughs> so I it. is there anything else that you want to be able to, to share or any final parting thoughts for now until we have you back? we why am I saying we it's just me until I have you back
1: I always want to say when I do that I'm like it's me in the spirits you know? It's me in the
0: spirits <laughs> it's me in my highest consciousness it's yeah, totally we're, we're, it's the royal we over here
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I do that too um yeah I mean just follow me on social media Brittany litero I've got oh my goodness four podcasts airing between you know now and we're in september to november so nice. and i haven't done a podcast since last october i took some time off um from podcasts but yeah so multiple podcasts and the witch kit next year the oracle deck yeah just you can find all, all that on Brittany lee tarot and just turn on the notifications you know the little bell at the right hand corner because i know a lot of times that things don't get pushed In the engagement. And no, this is not me being hyperbolic or dramatic. I am shadow banned. Most indigenous influencers or people that spread indigenous awareness um, for the plight of our people, we get shadow banned. And it's a real thing. You can actually see it in your settings and Instagram, they will show you the exact post and why you were shadow banned and for how long you're shadow banned for. So I've been shadow banned for years. It doesn't matter. I, I don't think I'll ever recover. Um, but anyway, I digress. Turn on the uh, little notification bell. And so you can see my post and I'll likely get a newsletter out again. I had one years ago. I'm just trying to update all these
0: things, you, and, know? you know, just to remind people. The th- I'm the here. Thing. you're a magical person first and foremost like that's <laughs> like your um an old friend like had posted something about this earlier about like you know it's just sometimes we get so wrapped up in like the running the business part of it that we kind right. of lose touch with the fact that like no actually we're magic makers and diviners and spirit speakers and that's so don't you there's I'm trying to get better about like giving myself grace when I'm like you know what I mess up days and times all the time like I will like fuck up the links in an email like five times over but I'm a really yep. good tarot reader and I'm a really good medium I just have to do this like and I'm a good teacher I have to do this business stuff on the side and I'm not always gonna stick the landing so <laughs> there's that. thank you
1: for saying that so much because it's been really it's hard to do all of it it's it's, it's a so lot hard. of work It's a lot of work. And I'll, you know, I'll sit here and, you know, laugh and joke that I'm the talent, I don't want to do the behind the scenes. And if I had the financial means, I mean, Mm -hmm. we are in a recession and inflation and and Los Angeles is already expensive. Yeah, anywhere is expensive now, Um, Mm -hmm. no matter where you are in this country. So it's just it's hard, like, I don't have that at the moment to hire people to do all the things. So I do a lot of trade. people Mm -hmm. that I know some clients will be like oh let me do this you know our our mutual friend Lou you know she is the illustrator that's going to be doing my oracle deck I
0: was wondering Uh, I was like oh that's gonna be so good I was wondering if it was her
1: yeah absolutely and you know it's it's just like you work with your friends you know I have a lot of witchy friends and which I mean professional witches that have done big things and you know when we End this I want to give you some recommendations because I feel like you've got there's some other people you can interview I'm like I don't
0: I would love that
1: amazing but yeah you know so thank you for saying that because it does get I'm working on I know perfectionism is a a byproduct of capitalism and I know that but it's Mm -hmm. ingrained in me it's an unlearning process because it's yeah every day I'm like could I done this better I know oh my god now I've learned I just put shit out And Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make mistakes and like you like I have accidentally not put things in the calendar and I've had clients be like uh didn't we have a reading at two and I'm like oh my god I am so sorry like Mm -hmm. and they don't give me that much you know flack about it but I do I give myself flack about it I'm like I can't believe I did that like but I'm human. We're so human. anyway,
0: we're human. Thank and we're you. also, and we're solopreneurs. Like that's the other part of it too. We're human. We're human. We're the magical people. And we're also doing all this shit by ourselves. So totally. And so, you have a
1: whole ass husband and kid. I'm just like, how do you do that?
0: Well, <laughs> I've got a killer partner who I holds bet. down, holds down everything when I'm, you know, I'm off doing, doing the things that I do. I'm so grateful. So freaking yes. grateful.
1: Oh my gosh. Hug him and squeeze him for us that want that in life. Like I would love all the help in the world. Oh my and goodness.
0: they, and, and don't settle for the ones who don't help because I swear they are, they are out there and they're, and, I believe that's, it. and that's what we, that's what we deserve. We all deserve to be honored and cherished and all the things. Yes, well, we do. speaking of honoring and cherishing, I have honored and cherished this conversation. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really cheesy wrap up there, but I'm no, leaving but that Ends. So. It's
1: okay. I know we have to wrap it up. And I do love that. I love, you know, it's, this has been, an honor to sit with you and thank you i do cherish it i will cherish it this has been a lot of fun
0: it has been so fun and we will we there goes the royal we again i'm very excited to have you have you come back because i think there's like about fifty thousand topics we probably could have like gone into and we're just there's just not enough time so we'll just have to do this again sometime
1: i would love to all (laughs) right
0: well thank you so much Brittany. thank you too Thanks for listening to a magical world. Let's keep in touch. The best way to keep up with me is by visiting my website sterlingmoontarot.com. That's where you can book appointments, sign up for my classes and get on my email list. If you'd like to support the podcast, join the Curiosity Coven at patreon.com/sterlingmoon. I'm also pretty active on the socials. You can find me on Instagram threads and youtube at the underscore sterling underscore moon on facebook at sterling moon tarot and on tiktok at mediumship mom until next time i wish you well in finding ways to make the world a more magical place to be